Spring matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the Word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. A very good evening to you, our dear listeners. We believe that our teachings are being helpful to us and we are really, we are being helped. Allow me to pray before we get into our teaching for today. Father, we thank you today for your grace and your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. We give you glory. We we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that as we sit at your feet today, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Pray for your help, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we are looking at our last lesson on I have been rejected, and we want to express our gratitude to you, our dear listeners, for your feedback during the week. We received a message from one of you, who said that they were really indeed encouraged by the teachings on I have been rejected. Remember, we said these teachings are coming to help us, coming to bring balance and to assist us in our work with the Lord. I believe that will be helped indeed. Today, as we look at our last lesson, um, before we start on a new series next week, which we will communicate with you, we want to look at the woman at the well, or the lady whom the Bible calls the Samaritan woman, from John chapter 4, verse 1 to 42. This Samaritan woman is unnamed and merely referred to as the Samaritan woman, or the woman of Samaria, or that woman, or simple as her, or the woman at the well. This depicts her unimportance in the society that is patriarchal. May I say that rejection can come through the way you are being addressed. Some of you, you have been rejected to an extent that people no longer call you by your first name. People no longer call you by your, uh, you know, the love love name that they used to call you by. You have been rejected. Maybe it's in a love relationship. It's in a marital relationship. Your husband, your wife never calls you by your first name. They just call you you or that one or that lady. You know, that is a form of rejection. And this is what this woman was facing in her life. She had been rejected by society. She she could not even be named, and it's very, very painful. 
Secondly, we notice that this woman represented the lowest of the law. She was a mixture you know, of a, 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 a Gentile, she was a mixture, a Samaritan, she was not a Jew, she was a mixture, like, you know, a, a mixed race person. So she she came from a race um, which was demeaned and disregarded, a race traditionally despised by the Jews and living in shame as a social outcast. So we see this woman, dear beloved, that she was like an outcast, perhaps, you might be here listening to this teaching and you are from a low uh, race or a, your tribe is lowly, is looked down upon and the like. But I want us to know one thing that despite that she had been rejected like this because of her race and perhaps also for her marital status, which we will discuss further in this uh, teaching. I want all of us to know that, but there is Christ who does not ignore us. There is Christ who remembers that we are his and he has chosen us. The third thing that we notice about this woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, is that she went to the well at the sixth hour. Ah, she went to the well at the sixth hour and... We know that um, it, during those times, ladies would go to the well either in the morning or late in the afternoon, in the morning to fetch water to prepare breakfast and lunch, late in the afternoon to prepare supper. But she goes there in the heat of the day, in the afternoon, and she goes there by herself, showing you that indeed she was rejected. She could not move in a group. She was a lone ranger. You know, you would think that um, because uh, she was, you know, she was married or she had a husband in her, she had a husband. Of course, the person was not a husband. She would go in the morning to fetch water, not in the afternoon, in the heat of the day. She was rejected and she could no longer, maybe she was not receiving a love from this man whom she was staying with. So she could just leave him anyway, anyhow. So we see that um, this woman indeed was a social outcast in her life. And I believe that um, some of us who are perhaps listening, you might be someone who has been rejected in, in, that, in that regard like this woman. And we see uh, also that um, she, as much as she had a husband in a home, you know, she... Maybe she didn't have a sense of love from this man. That's why she could just leave him any any time going to fetch water. You know, maybe probably we also know that um, this woman, the uh, Jesus says, uh, go and call your husband or show me your husband. She says, I do not have a husband. Jesus says, yes, rightfully so. You have had five husbands in your life and the one that you currently have is not yours. Why five husbands? Probably this woman had something about her character. She had been rejected. She had, she's someone who had a desire to marry. But probably, maybe she was of a sanguine character that she was easily, you know, charming when you see her from afar. But when you take her into your home, you certainly find that mm, this person is a bitter person or she's not a nice person. She would be rejected. Five husbands. 
And Jesus says the one that you have now is not your husband. So meaning maybe this was someone else's husband because I was just thinking of the calf to say if it had not been someone's husband, then the Bible was going to be explicitly clear that it was maybe the boyfriend you are staying with and currently the person you are staying with is not your husband or it's just a boyfriend. Maybe she was a... A, 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 you know, she was a, a small house or something. So, but Jesus on saying to her that the one you have now is not your husband was showing that living together in marriage are not the same things. Jesus also showed that just because someone calls a relationship marriage, it does not mean that he considers it marriage. So, you see this woman, she had a desire to settle in life. That's why she changed her husband six times or five times. The one she had, the sixth one was not hers. So you might be hearing me today. You have tried to settle in terms of marriage, in love relationships. You've changed five boyfriends, six boyfriends, ten boyfriends. You have a desire like this woman. And let's take note, beloved, the Bible does not tell us that she was a prostitute. No, she wasn't. She was a woman. A woman, I think a normal woman wanted to get married, but things could not work well in the five relationships that she did. Perhaps you are here. You have tried your best. You have tried everything. You have tried counseling. You have tried deliverance. You have tried to be nice, but you have been rejected like this woman. You know, maybe her rejection came from a sanguine character, like we said because why would you say she was a sanguine character? Because after Christ administered to her, she runs to the whole town, evangelized the whole town. It shows you what type of a person she was, you know. She was this a sanguine person, an outgoing person in the line. She, it, but this woman did have had an encounter with Christ, but also receives eternal salvation. May I say to somebody who, who is listening to me today, maybe you have been rejected. Maybe you have been rejected several times in your life. You have tried marriage, it has failed. You have tried this, it has failed. The moment you try to circle with someone, something just pops up. Something just comes up. You are certainly discouraged. You are certainly left you know, you are certainly, you don't know what, what, what you are supposed to do. Certainly you are trying by all means, but I suppose this woman, maybe the society rejected her because of a changing nature, a continuously changing of life partners. Perhaps you are hearing me. You have changed life partners several times. Like we said, Christ still offers a door for you. Christ still offers eternal salvation for you. Christ still offers his salvation to you. It does not matter how many times you have changed life partners, love life partners. You have changed um, girlfriends, boyfriends in your life. Christ still offers salvation to you. And the salvation is eternal. He says to this woman, if you knew who you are talking to and the water that I'll give you, it will, you will never be thirst again. I believe somebody listening to me here, you might have thought in your life that changing partners will give you fulfillment. Changing love partners will give you, uh, contentment. You think that changing your life partners or like this woman will give you the joy that is that is missing in your life some of us we walk and live in this life there is a vacuum in our life with some emptiness in us I believe like this woman shared this emptiness in her that's why for five times she changed life love partners but still she was not content 
she was not content. She remained in a rejected attitude, in a rejected position and up until she meets Christ. And when she meets Christ, to her, she does not even see, she does not even think this is yet another opportune uh, life partner for me. But she goes to minister to the whole town and says, see a man who has told me what I've ever done, all things that I've ever done in my life today. My brother, my sister, you might be like this woman. You have changed several times your love, love partners, thinking you will get all the fulfillment, the joy, and the like in this world. But still, there is emptiness in you. As I speak right now, there is an emptiness in your heart. There is a longing in your heart. You have tried everything. Some of us, we have tried uh, drinking beer. We have tried drugs. We have tried uh, going for parties and ending and endless parties and, and the like, thinking that will be happy. Some of us, we've tried a whole lot of things, thinking that it will bring happiness and contentment, but nothing, save for Christ, dear beloved. This woman, we talk of it today because she met Christ and she was forgiven. She was offered the gift of salvation and she changed and her life was transformed. Today, you might be hearing me, you need Christ in your life. With that emptiness that is in your life, you need the salvation eternal in Jesus' mighty name. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come before you realizing that I'm a sinner. Forgive me and wash me with your precious blood. The world has rejected me. Family has rejected me. Society has rejected me. Lovers have rejected me. I've tried everything, but I come to you. Take my life and do with it as you will. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, dear beloved. This is the most important decision that one can ever make in their life. And receiving Christ will bring fulfillment. It will bring joy. It will bring peace, unspeakable peace beyond your understanding. And this decision you have made, desire to grow in the things of God, desire to grow in the knowledge of God. And when you do that, your life will be peaceful. Your life will be joyous in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Let's meet again next week. We are going to send out flyers in the week on our next series. May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah.